today on The Breakdown, it's the World Series of Poker main event, and there ain't too many players left. We're down to two tables. There is the biggest prize in main event history waiting for the winner of all of this, and America's favorite poker player, and I know Grant's favorite poker player, Alec Torelli is going to be involved in this hand. And it's a weird one for several reasons. One, because of the abject hatred Grant has for one of these players. But also, because it's an unusual hand because we have an unusual preflop situation. We have a limp under the gun in the main event with two tables left. And it's going to mess with everything. Or is it? But it might. I mean, really. Let's get into this right now on the breakdown. Let's not waste any time. Let's not slow down. With Grant Dennison and Jonathan Levy. This was suggested by Chris Jones. Yes. And Sleepy Irv. Sleepy Irv! That's the greatest name. You know, that's like Sleepy Gary. I was just thinking that, of course. From... I don't think it's the greatest episode of Rick and Morty ever, but it's certainly it's, up there. It's my favorite. It's in the short. It's in, it's in the team photo. That's for sure. It's, it's my favorite one. It's it was my favorite when I first saw it, but since eclipsed. Yeah. Anyway, Sleepy Irv. Yeah. Welcome to the team. Good job, Sleepy Irv. Yeah. You suggested a we, hand, we love and the your name. name is Sleepy Irv. I mean, never change. Irv, I hope is, that's Irv your real is a name. great name to have Sleepy in front of too. It's just yeah. a really good name for Sleepy. Irv was the name of my grandfather, so it really fits. And he sleeps. He I well a he's, lot. What? Still He's what? Dead? Is he? I would think so. Does he have to be? Could he, he not be 95 right now? He could be, and yeah. alive? That's, yeah. All my grandparents made it to their 90s, Grant. Yeah, but you're 51. Yeah, so? When they were, <laughs> they were having babies when they were yeah, younger? Yeah. My mom had me when she was 22 or something. Really? Yeah. Okay. Well, then I guess it's definitely possible. He's dead. He's been dead for a long time. Okay. He's Very, sleepy. He's sleepy. dead for like 16 years. Sleepy Irv. Maybe that's Sleepy Irv. <laughs> my grandpa. Yeah. yeah. He came back from the grave to suggest his hand. Oh, yeah, maybe. And Poor Irv. Chris Jones also suggested his yeah. hand. Not Sleepy. Well, he might be. I don't know. In Minnesota, they, they eat heavy meals called hot dish. You know what hot dish is? No. It's basically all the leftovers in your fridge, and you just put it in a casserole. Really? Yeah. It's I mean, I guess I was to say it's good, but it depends. I don't know if it's good. It must I've, be good enough. I learned this from uh, some friends of mine who are from Minnesota. And yes, I do have friends from Minnesota. <laughs> and um, is this the kind of thing where only in the state borders are you allowed to do something like this? <laughs> <laughs> it should be, but I'm pretty sure that you can do it anywhere. And, you know, it's kind of like, like smoking weed in 2008. If you do it in your house, nobody's going to care, you know? Right. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I, I feel you. Yeah. Anyway, Chris Jones might get a little sleepy after a nice pile of hot dish, but he might not have <laughs> had that at the moment that he's listening to this. I don't know. Nice pile of hot dish. Yeah. Chris Jones, let us know what was in your latest pile of hot dish, please, on Discord, which is where you suggested this hand. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's a great place to suggest hands. Discord, there's a suggest hands area there. Use the link in the description of this podcast to get to our Discord. Also, Twitter would work, or X, whatever the hell they're calling it. It's still, it's still a blue bird for me. It's, it still hasn't changed. I don't know what's going on with my shit, but I still got blue birds all over the place when I look. Um, I think they have not changed. Oh, I actually have a blue bird on my phone, too, but, the, but, I have, but the name is now X. But I have a blue bird over the X, weirdly enough. They really are... They really are in trouble over there. Yes, they, yes they are. <laughs> They're doing a bad job with all of this. Yes, that is accurate. It's not a good as, idea. As in the first place. many predicted uh, yeah. would happen. Anyway, here we are. Okay. Two tables left in the main event. Yes. 
300K, 600K are the blinds. Can you tell me a little bit about Joshi, which is a last name, not a first name? I am going to be able to tell you a little about Joshi in just a second. Here we go. I'm going to his Hendon. It's very exciting for everyone. Joshi, there he is. It's Sashin Joshi. Sashin Joshi, okay. He's from England. Um, this is going to be his biggest score by a lot. He'll have 190K in cashes coming into this. Okay. Event. So, um, you know, he's going to lock up a fair amount of money. Here, right. Like half a million dollars-ish. It's going to be quite good. So I, I did not watch all of the main event coverage, but I, I saw snippets, yeah. you know, and like during the day seven, eight, nine, whatever, I saw like maybe two hours of each day. And something I definitely recognized was Joshy open limping. He was doing it. Oh, really? He was doing it frequently. Oh, interesting. With a, I, I never saw him do it with a strong hand, but I never saw him have a strong hand, like a really right. strong hand. Right. Um, so I don't know if he would do it with a really strong hand or not. Were people raising his limps a lot or no? I don't have a strong memory okay. of people raising his limbs, so I don't think so. Um, I would think the first time or two you do it, it's really weirds people out. Yeah, if they don't know it's coming, and then then they start to settle into something more like, okay, this guy just limps a lot. Yeah, but I, it's really cool because it gives us an opportunity to discuss the strategy in yeah. general. Like, I don't think he's just a complete idiot limping because he wants to limp. I think there might be a strategic piece behind it, and it's worth talking about. Okay. Um, so anyway, this is what's going to happen in this hand. It's 600K big blind. He's got 14.2 million. So he's not oh. He's not exactly crushing it blinds-wise. He has like 24 blinds. And he's limping under the gun? With- he limps under the gun with two sevens. Well, I don't like that at all. All right, so what is your preferred play? Um, with 22 blinds? I like folding or raising better than limping. I think I folding is the top tier play here. Okay. Yeah. Um, but if you're not going to fold, don't you have to raise rather than limp? Well, let's go ahead and do the thing. Okay. And this works best when I'm Socrates and you're the idiots listening to Socrates. So. Always. Yeah, of course, because that's the only way it could ever work dynamically. <laughs> of course. Um, so give me the good things that can happen from Joshy limping two sevens under the gun with 24 blinds here. Okay, one thing is we can't... It's harder for us to get blown off the hand, potentially, if someone raises. Sure. The truth is we're probably not deep enough to call like a 4X with two sevens yeah. anyway, but we might, or maybe someone only three Xs, you know, we get to call instead of like if they, were, if they have aces or kings or something like that, and they, we were to raise to 2.1 or 2X, and then they make it 7X, and we just have to fold two sevens, yeah. right? So we get to... Sometimes see flops that we otherwise we would lose chips and not even see. Mm-hmm. Rarely, quite frankly, because people are going to look at a stack and if they got a big hand, they're going to raise enough so that way a hand like this shouldn't be able to just profitably set mine, right? Right. But not everyone's really good at poker, even with two tables left. And who knows? Maybe it could work out. It's not great. Um, what's another thing? I don't know if there was someone else with a really short stack. Uh, we might be able to capture value from them sometimes. Like if there's like an eight blind stack. They may look down at ace-three suited after we've limped and, and shove, thinking if we're limping a lot, thinking like, oh, he's going to probably fold that, and we yeah. don't have to fold. Um, the other really obvious thing is that limping under the gun is terrifying to most people unless they see you do it a lot, right? So that's an interesting thing, that last thing you said, because there's a chance that Josh is going to get to see a flop for one blind with a speculative hand yeah. uh, a lot of the time. And yeah. it's quite possible that the hands that enter the pot behind him besides potentially Weinman in the big blind, would be the same hands if he made it 2x and if he limped. Like, it's not going to change a ton of 
It's not like it's not like a one-two game where once there's a limp, everybody's going to limp. I mean, the button is probably going to call a lot more. The small blind is going to call a lot more. Yeah, the small blind for sure. The button. If you got nine ten off on the button, you're probably calling now instead of folding, right? If you got chips, maybe so. So like, there's stuff. Yeah. And if you have like jack ten off, you're just folding, but now you call. Like, there's there's. I mean, on the button, but on not the button, a, not a middle position, and maybe the cutoff with, with some of those hands. Yeah, but that's it. Um, but the small blind for sure is like coming in way more of the time, right? Yeah. This hand, I mean, if we're playing just a flop a set, okay. But if we're, you know, if we want to have some actual, like sevens has value too, like two ways versus three ways, big difference, really big difference. I mean, I've, it's hard for me to really think this is a good play. I, I agree. And I think that it's possible that he's balanced, but I'd really prefer to have a hand like seven, eight suited if we're going to limp. I think, I think, you know, that's, just, that's also a fold under the gun. Yes, it is. But it has a lot more possibilities with a 24 blind stack for flopping something that we can kind of go with, you know, somewhere where we can generate fold equity. Oh, you mean we're going to flop things more of the time that yeah. we can go with versus if we don't flop a set, we're just kind of, done. yeah, I guess we could flop overs or straight like draw, open end straight yeah. draw or something like that. Like, yeah, five, yeah. six, eight, we can go. But with. I'd much rather have seven, eight suited and have more opportunities to generate fold equity on the flop. What this feels like, and I don't know, because like you said, he's limping a lot. It feels like he's like, well, I want to play this hand, but I don't have a lot of chips. So I'm going to, f- you know, do the middle of the road thing and puts put the least amount of chips in I can so I can still play the hand yeah. and say I play the hand. I feel like I see people do that in the very inexpensive tournaments that we play in sometimes, you know, like the $200 tournaments. Yeah. Like someone like limps with four or five suited or pocket threes when they really shouldn't be based on chip stacks and everything else. You raise to 4X when you have ace 10, they just show their four, three suited and fold and they've just wasted a blind. Like, yeah. I feel like that's what feels like it's going on. With, I don't know if that really is, to be clear. It, it really could be, but he does limp a fair amount. So right. there could be an overall strategy okay. piece here that I don't really understand what the goal is with the strategy, but you know, he probably wouldn't tell us if we asked him anyway. I don't know. He might tell us. Um, People like to talk. Yeah, I, I'm not a fan of the play either. Yeah. I prefer folding. I yeah. think raising is okay. I think between raising and limping, honestly, I th- I'm pretty even. I don't really mind the oh. limp versus raising. I think raising. raising's got to be better. Like, just put in one more blind, and you might get heads up or even take it down. And it just, it's got to be better. Yeah, maybe. It's uh, one more blind. Yeah. We have to put in that blind. And I, I feel like we're at the cutoff, though. Like, like eights is, is an open, and sevens feels like a fold to me as far as mm-hmm. a full ring with 24 blinds under the gun. I mean, look, if Alex Fox and min raised sevens under the gun in this exact spot with this chip stack. I'd be like, that's fine. But it's because I trust Alex Fox and post flops so much, yeah. right? I don't know anything about Joshi, but I have a hard time believing he's trustworthy post flop based on his hand in mob and the fact that he's limping a lot. Again, it may be a great strategy, but limping with this hand with this chip stack, it's hard to believe that he's got this really deep strategy with it. Yeah. I don't know, but that's my quick hit. Which we have to do in poker, right? We, we get a little bit of information, we stereotype, and we make decisions that help us make other decisions later on. Anyway, that's what he does. Okay. It folds to Torelli, who's in the cutoff, with yeah. 27 million. So he's got like 45 blinds. Um, and he's got king, jack of clubs. Yeah. Do you think that he would fold this hand had Joshi opened under the gun with 24 blinds? Probably not. Wyman's in the big blind, right? Who's got a lot of chips. Wyman has 24 million at this point. Okay. So 40 bigs, but similar to Torelli. I think we're probably calling because it's suited. It's, it's such a pretty hand. Yeah. Like we're in position. We don't have to put a crazy amount of chips. And even if we flop top pair or something like that, you we know, we can call once and fold on the turn if we want to. I could know. make a pretty strong argument for folding. 
I could. Yeah. You know, when we're two tables left in the main event with right. a guy who's not been in a spot like this before opening under the gun off of 24 blinds, we're probably not doing amazing against the range with King Jack. Probably not. But, you know, we're, we're, doing, we're doing okay. But we're only going to... Well, we don't have to put in a lot more unless we really want to yeah. later on. I mean, the thing is, I would trust... Torelli's po- post-flop poker stuff a lot more than I would trust Joshi, knowing very little about Joshi. Yes. So being in position also with a hand this pretty for two blinds, I feel like we're just going to have to call. Yeah. Like, we still have a lot of blinds. It's okay. You know, 40 blinds. It's okay to put in two blinds here. I wouldn't fault him for folding. I wouldn't kill him for folding either. Anyway, he calls. I like it. Uh, oh, oh, he calls instead of... He, he calls the limp. Though. Yeah, he calls he the limp. He, so he just overlimps. Yeah, do you think he should raise? That's. Let's talk about it. If um, Joshi's been... Limping a lot? I do think he should raise. Because just to get rid of Weinman and the small blind? We now, it's a really different situation, right? And we're going to fold to a three bet. If he has it, we'll just throw our hand away. It costs us three and a half blinds. That's fine. But like we, we can raise and we might win right now. We might get the three and a half blinds. Joshi may just fold. He may be like, it's not worth it. We see people do this, right? Yeah, I actually, I like all of your thoughts here. I like making it three and a half blinds. That's going to get all of the random crap out of Weinman. He's going to go away, and we isolate Joshi. And if Joshi calls, fine, we'll play in position with a pretty good hand. Yeah. And if Joshi three bets, then we're done, and that's fine. We lost three and a half blinds. No problem. Um, we win a lot more than we lose. And if Joshi calls, yeah, like you said, we're better than him post flop, and he rarely has a really really big hand, right? If he if he limp calls with twenty on twenty four blinds. Right? Let me ask: do you, Would you feel the same way if he had nine ten of clubs, or would you want to limp more? Oh, good question. I would be more inclined to limp that hand. Where are we in the cutoff? Yeah. Yeah. I'm more inclined to limp that one behind, but I don't know if I should be. I mean, um, it, it does well multi-way. Yes, that's true. I mean, King Jack does well, suited does well multi-way too, but it also does well heads up, better yeah. heads up. Um, on 24 blinds, I feel like on 24 blinds, I'm a little more inclined to just call because... When I, there are a lot more flops where, uh, with both hands, you're going to see a lot of flops where you want to put some chips in. But with King Jack, we're going to be, we're, there are going to be better outcomes for putting those chips in. You know, yeah. like we're going to win more of the time when we have a pair or something like that. Yeah. So I think I want to limp the 9 10 behind suited and raise the King Jack. What do you think? That's my immediate hit too, but okay. I was wondering if that's wrong. Yeah, it's possible we're supposed to just raise 9 10 also and raise maybe our whole range here that we're playing. Right, right because with Weinman, we're playing against a random range when he checks which is the most frequent outcome is that he checks with his random cards. And that's not easy to... Like, 9-10 suited plays well against more defined ranges. It plays fine against plays fine. random ranges, too, but he'd rather have against be against the more defined ranges. Also, the small blind is coming in a lot. Yeah. Right? So now we're looking forehanded. Again, this plays well multi-way. We're in position against everyone. It's not the end of the world. But why not... You know what? I'm, I'm on board with raising this. Let's get heads up. Let's play post-flop. We're better than he is. We have 40 blinds. It's not the end of the world to lose seven blinds here. It doesn't change our situation that much, even if it doesn't work out. You know, we're not desperate. I think we should be more aggressive. All right. So 9-10 suited or king-jack suited we want to raise. Uh, yeah, I've and, come around. But Torelli limps. I, I can't kill him for no. it because I might do that in the moment too. I can see being like kind of afraid and being like, yeah, Joshy every chip limp, matters. Joshy limped under the gun. And who knows how recently the table's combined and if Torelli knows anything about Joshy. Yeah, that's fair. All that stuff. If you don't know anything about him, I would just call here. Yeah, I'd be terrified of the limp. Which, you know, that's a big advantage to the limp. What I just call here, I'm just thinking, like, we could, we're going to get basically perfect information most of the time, right? Like, if he check, or not check, if he limp raises us, yeah, he true. always has us beat. Like, yeah. there's no, so it's the same situation. I mean, I guess he could sometimes do it with two tens, which would sort of suck for us instead yeah. of getting to see the flop, but. Yeah, you're right. Anyway, Torelli limps. 
Okay. It's small, still fine. Small blind has something really bad, I guess. Folds. Weinman okay. is in the big blind with 24 million and King eight off and he checks. Okay. So, I mean, Trelly has Weinman dominated. That's nice. That is nice. Weinman probably would have folded if Trelly made it three and a half. Um, okay. But, you know, we still have to beat two players. It's not ideal. Just don't flop an eight or a seven. GG. Okay. We win. GG. That's true. 2.7 million in the pot now. Okay. Nitro betting. Mm. They love you. Mm. They embrace you. They moan, but comfortably. That made me uncomfortable, though. <laughs> I don't know. If Which part? The whole thing. <laughs> and if we were doing video podcasts, you would see Jonathan closed his eyes when he said oh, that, yeah. too. And that did They're not, closed right that now. That did not help. It doesn't help at all. He's smiling and closing <laughs> his eyes and touching his chest in a weird way. I don't like it. Mm. It's bad. Mm. This is a bad one. This ad makes me want to unsubscribe from <laughs> this podcast. <laughs> Can I do that as the person who puts it on the internet? I think so. Okay, good. Um, I'm going to do that after we're done here. But first, I want to tell you a bit about Nitro Betting and how much they love you. And they don't moan. That was Jonathan. He's being different. And we're going to let him be in his little corner doing his thing while we talk about the great things that you can do on Nitro Betting. You Jonathan's. can taste the back of your gums on Nitro. <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> Don't do this to people. It's not fair to anybody. Okay. They're, they're here to listen to us shit on Alex Torelli and talk about poker, not about that. Sorry. Yeah, sorry, what the I'm hell? Sorry. It's authentic. <laughs> it was. There was something authentic that was deeply disturbing, um, which is not what you'll say. When you get the great promotions on Nitro Betting. Because, <laughs> you know, once you sign up using our link, you get access to all of our cool promos, which include sports betting promos. I'm sure there will be something coming up for the NFL season. They often do something for the NFL season. Um, you get the Poker Guys monthly tournament. There's all sorts of stuff on there. You know, guys, as mental performance athletes, <laughs> this is a highly energetic and thought-provoking uh, website. That will resonate with you for a lifetime. That's yeah. what I'm going to say about this. I mean, once you hear that pitch, how can you say no? <laughs> You're a mental performance athlete. Yeah, mental performance. My God. Is, is a mathematician also one? What the fuck? I mean, I know there's competition, but come on. So I'm guessing Torelli is one of the guys who says poker is a sport. Uh, he better. Yeah. Since he calls himself an athlete. Right. He calls himself an athlete. I mean, you know, he's not in like terrible shape, but like. Mental, you could take him. But, but mental performance athlete, I mean, that, does, that just means that thinking means you're an athlete. Well, no, you're thinking in a comp- you're playing a game that involves thinking instead of... That's not a sport. That's, okay. what, that, that's a mental performance athlete, I guess. So any chess player. Right. Yeah. Well, clearly. Any, yeah. I mean, chess players for sure, right? Yeah, bridge, chess, canasta, um, what have you. You know, rock, Monopoly. paper, scissors. You'd be a mental performance athlete. I mean, athlete. If, you, if you're tracking the history of your opponent's fucking throws and you figure out the, a pattern of any type or the frequency of certain things, even if they are unaware of it, you're a mental performance If you athlete. manipulate your opponent into throwing a particular, you know, rock, paper, or scissor, you are a mental performance yeah. athlete. I mean, there's a lot of ways. I think there is only one mental performance athlete who's living, and it's not Alec Trelli. It's David Blaine. David Blaine is a mental performance Come athlete. Come on. He does some physical stuff, though. Yes, he was in that block of, like, wa- he was in that underwater thing for, like, you don't think that You don't like, think that takes in, a week. incredible mental stability to do? It's a physical thing. I mean, so does running a marathon, but we don't call them mental performance athletes. Well, They're physical okay, athletes. Okay, but there's some things that David Blaine does that, like, putting the thing through his arm with Ricky Gervais. You remember that thing? I don't know that that... I don't know how real that is, though. That's a magic trick. It's hard to know what we're yeah. really looking at there. But he's mental performance it's inc- It was incredible. I mean, I love that. Yeah. I love his specials, to be clear. Yeah, I'm super into that shit. I, yeah. I, be, 
this is just an aside. Before seeing any David Blaine stuff, I was like, that guy's kind of a joke, right? right and then right. I saw one David Blaine thing, and like within 10 minutes, I was hooked, and I was like, I got to see more of what yeah. this fucking guy is going to do. I don't know if they still have it, but Netflix had like three David Blaine specials. I remember yeah. I like watched one, I was like, oh my God. And yeah. then I watched the next two pretty quickly and like loved the shit out of it. I mean, that. it's very impressive what he pulls off. Yeah, it's, it's fucking great. And I hope it's real, but I love it if it isn't. It's incredible either way. It's beautiful. I mean, Harrison, I don't feel like Harrison Ford's in on the thing with the... Oh, no. Yeah. Like, no, Harrison Ford's just super old and he's easily fooled. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I mean, in that, fairness that to was, him. That's, that's one where David Blaine somehow is in Harrison Ford's house, asks Harrison Ford to pick a card from the deck. Does, does, is this your card thing? And then peels an orange from Harrison Ford's kitchen and yeah. the card is in there. I mean, you know, that one actually isn't as hard as it sounds, right? Okay. That's where you force the card. You force him to pick the right card, which yeah. a lot of magicians are good at. You've already planted the orange with the card in it you yeah. know, when he isn't looking. And that's, that's the whole trick. Right? Yeah. But it's a pretty, it, it's very cinematic. And that's the thing about David Blaine is he's really good at that kind of stuff, which a lot of magicians aren't necessarily good How at. about the one where he's just doing the person on the street thing and he walks up to this, these group of women after like a night at the bar or whatever. Yeah. And he says, I want you to pick a color. You know what I'm talking about? Uh, yeah. Yeah. That was pretty good. That's where he like then makes the fence behind them the color or something like that. No, right? he he like blows fire on the wall that then yeah, lights right. up and says indigo, which yeah. is the color they had picked. Yeah. Um, it feels like they have to be in on it. Yeah. Um, but there's a lot of those clips. So it's like, is everybody in on it? And, right. And they, and, they react ne- so, and, they, and they never leak it. They never leak it. And they react in what feels very genuine. You yeah. know, it's so it's a great, it's a great presentation, whether it's real or not. And anyway, it, that's nitro betting for you. Yeah. <laughs> you perform like a champion nitro betting. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Back to three the ways to the flop. Okay. Josh, limped under the gun with two red sevens. Torelli has, King Jack of Clubs. Weinman has King Eight off. Okay. The flop is King of Spades, Ten of Clubs, Deuce of Diamonds. Weinman and Torelli both flop top pair. Torelli with a couple back doors. It's a bad flop for Joshi. Yes. King Ten Deuce. For sure. Weinman checks. There's definitely an argument to bet. Uh, there's not it, that many draws, but you might as well bet. Also, sometimes. no one has the betting lead, right? Like, yeah. it was just two limps. Like, we have the best hand a lot here, and it's totally reasonable for us to bet. Yeah, if there were two to a suit, I think it would be, I would be more inclined to bet uh, with it being rainbow and no completed draws on the board, mm-hmm. and the only real draw being queen jack with a couple gut shots that are possible. I, I'm fine with checking. I wonder if because uh, everyone is relatively short here, Wyman. I guess Wyman has forty blinds and so does Charlie has more. Um, but if Wyman is like a little concerned about calling continuing ranges against his bet, like where he's like. Is Torelli going to call with a gut shot? He probably is going to call once, actually. Is Torelli going to call with 9-10 suited and Jack-10 suited? Probably. <laughs> yeah, once. Yeah. If we bet small enough, right? Yeah. But we're out of position. I can, under- I can totally understand why he's like, I'm going to check and pot control here and just play it as a bluff catcher, essentially. And if it checks through, maybe I'll bet the turn. Yeah. Seems that seems very reasonable. It does to me as well. All right. Tell me what you think about this. Wyman checks. Joshi bets. He bets his two sevens on King-10 deuce. I think you're going to be more on board with this play than I am. That's my quick hit on it. My first hit is I hate it. Okay. I'll say that. But I'm trying. I can sort of see some tiny bits of logic, which is here's the, here's the logic to betting, right? Um, Wyman often it just has a fold. Yeah. So it's really just Torelli who limped behind. He has a lot of like medium pocket pair type stuff. And he might have ace wheel suited type it, hands and whatever. And suited connectors and all that kind of shit. And he's just going to fold all that stuff. And that's a way easier way to play this hand than to, than to check and hope and, and, hope and, and, not, and essentially get bluffed off, yeah. off our sevens. Having said that, 
I'm not a fan of this. <laughs> you like, just want to check and we be don't done have with a good it. hand. Yeah. You know, what was the point? Like the point of limping was to three ways just bet into whatever comes out. That kind of that that may not be fair because this is better for our range probably than for the other two probably. guys' range, but not wildly better. And it's not like we're getting a fold from a ten or a king. No chance or queen jack or ace queen if somehow it's there yeah. or, or queen nine suited or. Right, like ace jack, those things are calling. Now, maybe we're eventually getting folds, but is the plan to turn these two sevens that we limped under the gun just into this crazy double or triple barrel bluff for no reason? That's not a good plan. I don't like it. Yeah. I think this is a clear check. I agree. Like, Torelli has a pretty clear play, too, right? Like raising feels out of the question, folding feels out of the question. Right. Like we are losing a lot here yeah. to ace king and aces and kings, even though we block kings and tens, king queen. All those things are in play. Deuces, apparently, too, although we might not know it. Right. Having said that, I'm a king 10 suited, I guess. There's uh, two combos of that, too. Um, having said that... One combo. Only... One combo of king 10 suited from Trolley's perspective. Two combos? There's a, there's the 10 of clubs on the board, and there's two kings, and we can oh, see... Oh, ten, oh, 10 of clubs on the board. Yeah. I see. Okay. Two combos. But not much, whatever. But we have two back doors against everything. Mm-hmm. Right? The 10 of clubs on the board. We got king jack of clubs. We have top pair. It's a cheap ass bet. Josh, he bet seven fifty. By the way, he bet super small. Yeah. So maybe this is part of Josh's thing. Is like, okay, I'm just gonna take a little stab and find out where I'm at, kind of a thing. That feels like almost. This feels like a probing bet, right? Yeah. I still don't like it, but it's at least super cheap. You know, I'm gonna come around a little bit and say I like this better than betting two million or something. Yeah, I agree with that. Is uh, is there any argument for Trelly raising here? I don't think there really is. I understand that like we can clean up some equity, we can get rid of Weinman a little bit more. We can, quote, define the hand or something like that. But the worst thing in the world is to get jammed on here. Yeah. And we could really give up what would be... We could bust this guy a lot if we just call and, like, good things happen, right? There's some really good turn cards for us. Sometimes we have the best hand anyway. Um, If he has this beat, we sometimes get there. And we we would lose the ability to sometimes get there when he has this beat. And when we we have him beat, he's just going to fold, I think, kind of 100% of the time, right? Yeah. Unless he has Queen Jack. And even right. then he might fold, honestly. And by the way, we block that. Yeah. I don't think there's any good argument for raising here. Yeah, I think you're right. All right, Weinman, what do you do now? It's ha- super have cheap. Call. Have to call. Super yeah, cheap. it sucks, though, once Torelli calls. But Torelli has some tens. He has some draws. And Joshi, I don't know what to make of Joshi, but apparently he has a lot of stuff. We, as Weinman, I think we're pretty clear. If we don't turn a king or an eight and significantly more chips go in, we're just done. Yeah. Like, if it's... If it's a million, if you know, if it's if it's less than two blinds on the next street, we're probably gonna call again, you know. But like, we're just not putting. Yeah, a lot it's of one and in. a quarter blinds. Who cares? Yeah, like we we never folding yet. <laughs> so Weinman calls. Fair enough. And Charlie's like, "Fuck, that's not really how I wanted this to go." Although, right? if he knew, he would be like, "Oh, it's great." Yeah, it's true. Yeah, but he's like, "Yeah, it's not ideal here." Yeah, There's a lot my, more things to be afraid of. I'm feeling my mental athleticism is feeling a little tired. From <laughs> I'm no longer a peak. Ment- an elite mental I performance need some, athlete. I need some Brainerade, which is my new brand of Gatorade <laughs> for your brain. Brainerade. Yeah. Um, anyway, Wyman calls. Pause 4.95 million. Wouldn't it be Gator Brain, not Brainerade? Gator, Gator Brain. Gator Braid. You can, you can make yours, and I'll make mine, and we'll see who does I'm better. I'm going to market to all the alligators. No one's even going after that demographic. It's an untapped market. You know what you didn't think about when you said that and when, when you started that thought? Hmm. Was that alligators don't have any money. <laughs> yeah. What about alligator owners? Think you, about the pet smarts of the Do you world. think alligator owners give a shit about their alligators enough to give them gator brain? No, they're giving them fucking kibbles and bits, baby, all day. It's a drink, by the way. It's not a food. I know, but they don't they don't give them liquid. 
They already are. They're like, you're you're in the water. You're fine. All right. All right. So it was a bad idea. It was a bad idea. So you can find a different animal to market to, maybe one that actually has money, like, you know, those monkeys that sometimes steal from people in Thailand and shit. And you can, like, bribe and stuff like that. Yeah. Those those monkeys would be great. Yeah, that's a good monkey demographic to go after. (laughs) (laughs) But not you can't go after monkeys that just like live in the jungle around other monkeys because they don't have any money. It has to be the ones that live near people. Yeah, no, you need you need they need to have developed a currency in some form. No, no, they just the ones that steal people's money. What about the ones who you can bribe? They haven't stolen anything. If they have people's money, then sure. Otherwise, what's the point? You think that you're going to go down to your local coffee shop and be like, yeah, I'd like a scone. I'm going to use the, this monkey money that I bribed a monkey no. for. Monkey money is like bananas and shit. There's a market for bananas. Do you, can, what are you going to buy with a banana? I, you don't think I could sell bananas? I trade, I challenge I trade you. my gator braid for but monkey bananas. Not regular bananas, monkey bananas. And then I take those monkey bananas and I flip them on the market for a million dollars. And I'm golden. Yeah. All right. You, you laid it out pretty well there, actually. Thank I can't you. refute anything you yeah. said. You didn't, you didn't consider the flipping it on the market. Part. You must have gone to one of Alec Trelli's talks to figure that out. Anyway, yeah, too much. I said you weren't going to say anything more negative about it. Was it too much? You did it. No, whatever. All right. So 4.95 in, in the middle. Okay. King, 10, deuce, rainbow. Trelli with King Jack. Weinman with King 8. Joshi with two sevens. And Joshi effectively turns the nuts. The seven of clubs. He is never losing. It is a super sick card, though, because suddenly our boy, Alec, has got the second nut flush drop. Yes, of course. It's, it's an unfair card for one of these two players, whoever yes, ends up someone's losing. Someone's going to be very sad. Yeah. Um, but this is basically, this is the nuts for Joshi, right? Like, there's no way he's losing. Correct. Uh, maybe Trolley has tens. Maybe. Guess what? Who cares? Yeah. If he does, we lose it all. And we, we have a good story. Like, there's, we're never folding. We're getting it in. And we, we, we should be betting like we have the nuts and yeah. believing we have the nuts. Wyman checks. Trolley having two tens would be so shocking. It'd be crazy. Yes, it would be. So Wyman checks. Yeah. Joshi's got to bet now again, right? Of course. Like, there's a bunch of draws just came in. I, not like anybody really has eight, nine. But, no. But King X of clubs and Deuce X of clubs are possible hands. Queen Jack of clubs yeah. has a lot of out. I yeah. mean, we're betting. Like, we don't block any of this stuff we don't want to block. I mean, right. this is... It's a, this is a good spot. It's a I wonderful mean, spot. There's some scary rivers potentially, but like, come on. This is a great spot. We got to bet. All right. Joshi bets $3 million. Into five? Yeah. It's fine. Seems fine. I think we can even go bigger because it's three ways. We could, but I understand he wants action, right? He's betting. A, I think he's betting a little small on the small-ish side because of that. Yep. Yeah. I think $4 million is probably more GTO. Yeah. But whatever. It's fine. It's a tournament. It's fine. Back in Torelli's poker tournament heyday i think his hand would be typically a raise by most players incredible right like back in 2008 or whatever yeah. but but now it's a very clear call right you have showdown value with the, with the flush draw there's and no real reason to raise your it's a backdoor flush draw too it's not like he's going to put you on clubs if they come right. in it's not like if it's the front door flush draw you have more of a reason at least so if i get there i get paid right but like you don't even have that going here i wouldn't do it anyway to be clear because we have the clear showdown value yeah but. You, the only reason to raise here is if you're against a, a true maniac that you are aware is a true maniac who's going to go with hands that have, like, no equity against you. Here's the problem for Alec Torelli, by the way. Like, we can't fold, to be clear. Of course. We are almost certainly losing right now to Joshi, right? Like, yeah. what in the world can we beat that Joshi bets twice? Ace, queen of clubs? That's exactly the hand I was thinking of, That's yeah. the one, right? That's it, yeah. There's, like, the nothing ten, else. The ten is a club. Maybe ace, deuce of clubs? 
Maybe. Maybe just ace-x of clubs. Maybe he just has like ace-seven of clubs and bet the flop once he bets sevens. Yeah, it's possible. It seems not less likely, but not impossible. And then he, he's continuing. It's, there's just not much. Yeah. Yeah, it's hard, to be, it's hard to be winning right now, but we have too much equity. Like a, a king, a jack, or a club, we're just going to have to pay off whatever happens on the river, basically. Absolutely. And, uh, and we still have position, too, so we'll get to sort of see what happens on the river. Like, you know, like we're probably checking back any non-improving river. I think we, we definitely are, actually, yeah. now I think about it. And that would be fine. Sometimes we get to win in those spots. You know? yeah. But we, we hope not to have to put another chip in unless we really improve. Yeah. Yeah, it's really hard to think of hands that we're actually beating here. We're like Wyman, do not do not raise like top two here, please. Do not have king king fucking ten and raise. I'm gonna be very upset. If Wyman raises and Joshi moves in, I think he just fold his Torelli. hundred percent. Yeah, which is just, easy fold. Just gross, but easy fold. Yeah. So Torelli calls. Yeah. Wyman folds. That's an obvious play as well. Easy fold for Wyman. Yeah. Nothing. Nothing left to say there. Pot is ten point nine five million left. Okay. Joshi's got about ten million in his stack. Okay. The river is just... Uh, you can feel this as fucking Torelli. You're like, he's got a pot-sized yeah. bet left. All right, well, worry about it. We're, we don't have to figure it out yet. Let's see what the river is. It's going to make it easier or harder for the us. The river right? is just like buttery goodness for Joshi. It's the deuce of spades. The deuce of clubs would be even better, but the deuce of spades. He'll take the deuce of spades, which makes him a full house. Torelli very rarely has quads because, you know, maybe he overlimps deuces sometimes, but he would have raised the flop most of the time, you would think, or the turn. Uh, most of the time, he would raise one of those two. And again, it's one of those spots where if he has it, he has yeah, it. Yeah, one, one combo. He's got 10-10. He's got deuce-deuce. We have a pot size bet left in a set of sevens. We don't care. Like, yep. just, you know, I, I'm going to you know go to the fucking Guy Fieri fucking taco stand and eat some tamales. I don't think they have a Guy Fieri thing at the new place. Oh, I was thinking about the Rio. Yeah. Well, that's a problem. It's actually a big problem. People talk about it more than you would think. Like every orbit, at least once, somebody's like, you know, I could really go for for some donkey sauce, which is what Guy Fieri mm. calls his sauce. Like, where's Flavor Town now? Yeah, it's not here. It's not at I know Paris, that. Las Vegas. Yeah, it's not at fucking Horseshoe, Las Vegas. Give me a break with that branding, by the that way. It's rough. Yeah, come Super on. Rough. Try something else. That's what they rebranded to from Bally's. I mean, Bally's wasn't good either. No, but come on. Yeah. You had a whole world of opportunities, and you said horseshoe? They're, a, they're, they're going for the, um, like the Midwestern... Not you. They're not looking for you. They're looking for people where horseshoe has like something that's more like part of their lives. And the, you know, they're like, Are you sure? They deal with... No, of course not. They deal with horses, and it also implies luck. You know, lucky horseshoe. Why do you say Midwestern? I think there's... Like, Southern. Where do you think horses mostly are in America? The South. Am I wrong? Well, I mean, in in historical context, cowboys in general were mostly in the West. How about now? I don't know. Are there a lot of horses in California versus Texas? Is that what you're telling me? Versus Texas? Maybe not. Texas doesn't count as the South. Texas, <laughs> Texas is its own thing. Well, that's where I think the majority of the horses... If I were going to say to me, what state has the most horses? My answer is instantly Texas. That's a pretty good guess. By a lot. California, not, not by, probably 2x more than any other state. California's horses. probably got quite a few. It's just big. That's the only reason. Nevada why. probably has a decent amount of horses. Nevada probably has some horses. And guess where the horseshoe is? It's in Las Vegas, which is unincorporated territory in Nevada. Right. Yeah. Did you know that, listeners? Las Vegas is unincorporated territory. It's not actually a city. I didn't know that. What is so? What is it if it's not? A city? Oh wait, maybe Las Vegas is a city, but the Strip is not in Las Vegas. It's in oh. Paradise or something like that, which is unincorporated territory. 
That's the deal? Yeah, because the city didn't want to deal with all of the legal problems of the strip, I think. Oh, weird. Yeah. yeah. All right, let's move on. Anyway, all right. 10.95 million in the pot. Josh, he makes a full house. Trolley's sitting there with top pair and a kicker that basically doesn't matter because it feels Correct. impossible for Josh to have king nine, right? right? Oh, yeah. Josh, he has to go for value here. He's like, I just hope you have king 10, I guess, or something like that. Hope you have a king you're not folding. Yeah. I don't know. Tell me if Joshi has some reason behind what he's doing or if he's just trying to be cool when he bets 9.025 million out of 10 million. I think he's seen other players do that where they leave a little back. You know, that's like a thing some players do now. It's like yeah. the cool thing. I don't know why. I, don't I mean, there, there is a reason to do it. In certain spots, there is. If there's like people behind you to act like pre-flop, that's the thing that they all do now, right? Like if you've got twelve million and you're going all in, you don't go all in for twelve million. You go all in, you 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 make it eleven with multiple people to act behind you. So that way, if it's all if there's multiple all ins and it's a ladder spot, you actually fold if it's a big ladder spot, um, and you get to save that million because you know someone's about to go yeah. out. Like that. Like there's very very rarely would it ever matter to the point where I think it's probably not worth doing. I think people are overthinking these spots, but. Whatever. I think know. there are spots where it makes sense, but it's not in the main event. It's if you're playing the high roller circuit or something like that, mm-hmm. and you want to have bluffs there, and so you right. want to be able to preserve preserve your term in life when you have right. bluffs. So you have to also do it when you have it. Yeah, so like fair. if you're Sam Greenwood against Stephen Chidwick, you want to Absolutely. have that play in you so you can keep those three or four blinds because that's better than having zero blinds. Yeah, I'm talking about pre-flop stuff, but you're talking about the, what Josh yeah. is doing here, which is more like river type yeah. stuff. Yeah, fair enough. That's that's correct. Yeah. It's, Certainly is what they at least were doing back in the day. Right. Like but I don't think there's like a metagame thing going on at this table that means that makes any sense for Joshi to do. It's Joshi should absolutely go all in here and try and capture full value. You would think Torelli is calling nearly a hundred percent similar frequencies, right? Yeah. Of nine million and ten million. It's two blinds. I mean, there is a small chance that Joshi thinks that and maybe correctly, another small chance, that Torelli believes that Joshi is so interested in maintaining his tournament life that he's far more likely to be bluffing with this bet than an all-in. I mean, it's possible that Joshi's just observed that when when people hear the words all-in in the main event, they just don't call much because yeah. they're like, most people don't put their lives on the line. So he's, he's avoiding those two words being said. So he can say 9 million, 9, 9.025 million, and the words all-in aren't said, and maybe... Earlier on, anyway, like some people don't really have a sense of a stack size back, and it yeah. just sounds like a nine million chip bet versus like Trelli, of course, knows he's got one million back yeah. and knows, sees all this, and there's no value. Trelli always knows how many chips the other guy has. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, is, can you show me behind <laughs> those chips also? Yeah. yeah. Um, but like, obviously, Trelli knows how much he has, and there's nothing to be, I don't think there's anything to be gained by this. I think, un- unless he really believes that Trelli like thinks you would just, Never ever be bluffing if you say all in, and anything less than that, there could it ups the bluffing frequencies. I just feel like I, if you bet seven million, maybe you could talk me into that a little bit. Nine, it's just hard to buy. All right, I'm going to ask the questions about Trolley's decision in reverse order from what my instincts told me to ask them. So here's That's the first. Interesting. Here's the first one. Where is Trolley in his distribution? Great question. Um, I don't think we're very high in our distribution, even though we have a king. Here. I don't think we're very low. We have the king of clubs in our hand. That's a bad. Oh, sorry, the jack of clubs. We have the jack of clubs in our hand. That's a really bad. Card I mean, to have. yeah, that's like the worst card to Both have. Both clubs are actually bad to have. Well, the king is better at least because the king the king doesn't matter as much, right? I mean, it could embolden Joshi if he if he's limping with a lot of random stuff. If he has king x of clubs, it would embolden him to bet the turn. And right, and but could, he, but would he really jam the river with a bad king? No, X you of wouldn't clubs? think so. That's a good point. So I, I don't think that matters too much. But the jack of clubs is a key card not to have right now. It was a key card to get us here, but now. It blocks all the bluffs, right? It blocks all the obvious bluffs. 
be by hand rank. Do we have any hands better than this that we get here this way with other than king, ten, and king, queen? It's possible we slow played some stuff on the turn, i.e. deuce, deuce, maybe. We went okay. call, call, and we're going to quickly call in. If we can ever have 10-10, I don't know if we ever can, but I doubt we can, honestly. But if we ever can, maybe we went call, call, because we're in position. We're like, we want to get it all. We don't want to yeah. scare them off. Um, maybe once in a blue moon, we can have king-10 suited here. There's only two combos of it anyway. Um, yeah, I said king-10 and king-queen. Oh, sorry. Besides king-10 and king-queen. Oh, queen. oh, besides that. It's hard to come up with anything else. Could we ever have ace, ace, and have been like limping behind trying to set someone else up behind us? Maybe one out of every 500 times, yeah, but almost I, never. I doubt that. Almost never. Um, same thing with king-king, of course. Um, so by hand rank, we're pretty high. We're pretty speak. high by hand rank, but would we rather have... Like what? I don't even know what else we can have here. Like, what do we call the turn with that's like worse than this hand? I mean, we could call with any king queen off. Maybe we'd rather right. have that yeah. for sure. Like, we never have king jack off in a million years. No, I don't think so. I don't. Th- well, maybe no, not in the turn. We're gonna fold king jack off on the turn, probably with the bet and Wyman behind us. I yeah. think we're definitely folding it. Probably if we even limp behind in the first place, pre flop with it. I don't even know if we're doing that. So by hand rank, we're pretty high. We're also pretty low because there's no worse hand. I think we get we have by hand yeah. rank that's here. So I think we're, low, we're at the bottom, not the yeah, top. Yeah, that's a good point because we don't have king nine suited in our range. Um, we never just have a ten. We yeah. never call the turn with just a ten, right? It's the ten of clubs yeah, no, we, on the board. No. We can't. So we can never do. That. Yeah. So this actually might be literally the bottom. Yep. If we had ace deuce of clubs, we made trips on the river. That's better. Yeah. Um, but are we calling the flop? Well, for one point, one blinds, maybe we are, yeah. actually. And then we have to call the turn, we feel like. Right. Yeah, so maybe, maybe we get here with ace, deuce of clubs. Of course, that's a better hand than that's this. A, I don't think there's literally... I think this is actually the worst hand in distribution, and we have the jack of clubs in our hand, which is awful to have. Yeah, this because... Is, this is as bad as it gets. That was my second question, which I would usually ask first. What can we beat? Oh, uh, my God. Like, what, what types of hands does Joshi have that he plays this way that we beat? I mean, we are back to like the ace queen of clubs that's just desperately moving in, I yeah. guess. I can't think of anything. Ace X of clubs that's desperately moving in. Same thing. It's, yeah. it's really the same thing as the ace queen, right? Yeah. Um, except the ace X of clubs may be less inclined to, to bet the flop. Ace yeah. queen, there's a more obvious reason to bet with the, nut, with the gutter to the nuts yeah. and the back doors and all that. Yeah. But since he bets sevens and he bets so small, I guess it's possible he could have ace three of clubs also, I right. guess. I mean, it feels like it's, a real stretch. It feels pretty unlikely. Ace nine of clubs. feels super stretchy, but fine. Um, we can beat those things. Is he really going to do this? Is he really going to shove the river? I, I wouldn't, just don't believe I it. I wouldn't expect it, especially in this setting, right? This is the place where people are least likely to step out of bounds. He still has like 18 blinds. Yeah. He doesn't have any. He, he has only put in like six blinds. He really doesn't have to do this right now. Um, and we have the jack of clubs in our hand. I mean, it's an automatic fold. This is. It's weird to me that Torelli goes into a monster tank. He goes. He thinks for like minutes and minutes, and yeah. really struggles with this. I don't understand why. No, it feels like an automatic fold. Maybe he knows something about Joshi that we don't know. Yeah, that's possible. Because um, I don't look. Even though we spent the first fifteen minutes of this podcast attacking Alex Torelli. I don't think he's like a horrible poker player. No, I don't think he's a horrible poker player. By any means. I think he's probably a good poker player. I, I'm sure he's a winning poker player. Yes, right? I agree with that. Um, so he knows that he's not supposed to call with this hand in this spot. I have to believe that. Yes. I have to believe that. So why does he call anyway? Maybe he, maybe he has some stuff on Joshi 
Like he's seen Joshy do some suicidal moves or something like that. And top pair is just like a little too good. Maybe he got a read that was wrong. Yeah. Maybe he picked up something and just was incorrect. Those are the only two possible explanations I have. Because he does call, which we didn't mention, but of course he calls. Um, There's no other good reason to call. Even with those things, maybe we're supposed to fold this hand. Because it's the literal bottom of our distribution. Yes. By rank rank and blocker. It's like the worst possible hand to have. Yeah. So maybe we like, if we're ever slicing anything off, we're slicing, like, I feel like we have to be up against like Rigby to make this call. Yeah. Rigby, you don't love it, but you probably have to call. Maybe so, yeah. Um, But you need a guy like that who's just super spewing, going for it a lot to to call here and and feel good with the bottom of your distribution like you have. Yeah. So this feels like it's almost certainly a bad call, but I know he knows that too. So the fact that he calls anyway makes me feel like Joshy must have been doing some weird stuff. But is the guy who's limping so much suddenly doing crazy post-flop stuff? Sometimes, but not often. I didn't see him do a lot of crazy stuff. But again, I didn't see everything. And maybe there was what what Torelli thought was a physical tell. Yes. Um, Which he just got wrong, which... I mean, I'm not going to kill him for that if that's the case. Like, I get physical tells wrong. Everyone gets physical tells wrong. Yeah. Sometimes. And if you get something you feel is really strong, that's something. This, is, this goes to a little bit of, like, if that's true, you almost never want to let that be your sole reason for calling, right? You also no. want to have... You, you just want to let it, let it lean you in a particular direction a little bit more. You wait something more. Although you, sometimes you get such a strong tell, that's not true. There, are, there, are, some, there are some times, but that's usually against... Like, Josh, he's way too good to be right. the guy who gives off that tell, right? right? It's like a super amateur exactly. type like, of thing. I've definitely, got, I've definitely called three big barrels, including an all-in with bottom pair, like a five kind of thing, just a five, no kicker even, against amateurs who are giving it away that they like almost certainly didn't have it. I'm like, call, call, call. And they're like, do you have a pair? I'm like, yeah, I bought a pair. And they're, yeah. and they're out. And, I'm, and it was a big thing. But I was like, he can't do that action and, and have it almost ever. If he does, congratulations. You get all the chips, whatever. You know, um, This is not like that. No. I agree with you. So this seems like it's got to be bad. But even if we kill Torelli for all these other reasons, I, I'm, I'm really hesitant to kill him for making this bad decision without giving him some credit. Because he knows this is wrong. I know he knows this is wrong to do. You know? Distribution-wise? Yeah. Yeah, you'd think. I really, really think he does know that. And he's not afraid to make a big fold. He folded that set of fives back in the day. This is a, he, must think, he must just think Josh, he's got a little bit of gunslinger to him somehow. I, I guess so. Somehow. I guess so. Either way, he was wrong. He sure was. Neither of these guys made the final table. No, um, they did not. And uh, Torelli finished ahead of Josh, even though Josh gets the full double here. Must feel so good to get a full double with two tables left in the main event. Yeah, I would think it does. Uh, Joshi ends up finishing 13th for 535,000. Trelli ends up finishing 11th for 700,000. It's pretty good. This call really hurts him, though. Yes, it does. He might have made the final table without this call. I don't I mean, know. 10 million is a, is a real chunk. It's a real chunk. Yeah. But, you know. It's hard to make the right decisions all the time. And also, in fairness to Torelli, they've been playing for like eight days at that point. And well, if you're a mental athlete, you, you would know, think... A high-performance mental yeah. athlete. That's a good point. That's a really good point. Peak mental athlete. <laughs> hey! First time, no rehearsal. I say fuck second take. Not his baby scratching on vinyls until the record breaks. Mr. One Night is all I need. No second date. I'm the rapper most likely to make it.